to the Legacy Through Motherhood podcast, where we talk about different ways to create generational change in the topics of marriage, mindset, health, faith, finances, parenting, I mean, you name it. My name's Stephanie, and I am your host. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about my favorite way to track your finances. And if you don't know, I am a financial coach for women and their families, and I absolutely love what I do. And if you are new to me, go listen to episode 19 of this podcast where I really talk through my husband and I's journey to financial freedom. And if you're interested in financial talk, head to simsarrows.com and just search for my podcast directory. And all of my episodes are separated by category. So if you want to binge all episodes about money or about parenting, faith, finance, whatever it might be, you can. It's just an easy way to sort through all of the episodes. Okay. So I'm going to kind of start by addressing the probable elephant that's in the room. You know, you all have a little bit of time right now, maybe, and you decided to turn on a podcast, listen to a podcast, and you decided to spend some time with someone and kind of soak in whatever conversation they were going to have today. And I am here talking about tracking your freaking finances today. And I know that it would be, I don't know, fairly easy to switch gears and maybe go listen to something a little more juicy, but... Can I just encourage you to stay? One of my biggest passions in this life is to get more and more women to pull up a chair to this financial table and to do it with confidence. You know, like I talk through these things on here to give you a safe space to learn, like a space where where you don't have to feel nervous that someone's going to ask your opinion or a space where you don't feel pressured to speak or, you know, maybe to give input that you're not super confident in and just a space where, I don't know, you can drink a hot cup of coffee and either fold some laundry or drive to work or lounge by the pool and just learn, you know, and I invite all of you guys into my deep money work program that I have created. It's called Entrusted with Her Finances. And you can find more about that at simsarrows.com slash yes. And I do invite a few of you into my one-on-one financial coaching where, you know, we totally transform your financial life in about 90 days together. But for now, for now, this coaching on this podcast, this teaching, this conversation, whatever you want to call it, is just for you. Just for you to soak in and think about with absolutely no pressure to respond or or whatever. So let's jump in. Okay, so tracking. Tracking is just the act of simply keeping track of your money, right? Where it's going and where it's went. You can track just about anything. You can track your calories. You can track your steps. You can track, you know, how many books you read, how many miles you run, whatever. And a lot of people want certain areas of their life to change. But unfortunately, one of two things are happening. One, they're overestimating what they've been doing or they underestimate what it will take to get to, you know, X, Y, or Z goal that they have. Like, have you ever said to yourself, I feel like I've been eating better or I feel like I've been reading more, but then you like haven't lost the weight or you don't feel any better or you haven't gotten through the amount of books that you thought you would? And honestly, it's just because you are overestimating what you have been doing. Like you think you are keeping calories to, I don't know, $2,100, $2,100, 2,100 calories. But in reality, they're at like 2,800 or, you know, you think you've been reading more and should have been able to reach your goal of books, but really you've only read, you know, three days a week consistently, not the five that you planned to do and kind of felt like you were doing. The truth is, you guys, is that we often give ourselves, you know, more credit than we deserve. 
Why? Because we justify everything for ourselves. Think about it. If someone else is running late, it's annoying to us for the most part. Not like stupid annoying, but just it's annoying, right? If you run late, though, you know it's because your two-year-old couldn't find, you know, their shoe, the dog threw up right before you left, and then you got stuck behind three trains. I don't know. Like we have compassion for ourselves And that's great, but it can often lead to us looking at our attempts to reach a goal or do something different with rose-colored glasses. Like we are rarely, we rarely, rarely, rarely are so real with ourselves that we really actually see what is going on. Like true, deep, vulnerable self-awareness is super rare. And it is not necessarily a super fun place to be either, but tracking Tracking is the objective skill that will put us face-to-face kind of with ourself. It's a skill that reminds us that it's, you know, you versus you and it's me versus me. There is no competition in most things between other people. It is between who we are and who we want to be. That is where the true competition is. Like, am I going to wake up and be great today or am I going to wake up and continue to drift in whatever direction that I was heading? I don't know right? There's this quote I love from Tim Grover's book, Relentless, and it says this, do the work every single day. You have to do something that you don't want to do every day. Challenge yourself to be uncomfortable. Push past the apathy and the laziness and the fear. Otherwise, the next day you're going to have two things that you don't want to do, and then three, and then four, and then five. And pretty soon, you can't even get back to the first thing. And then all you can do is beat yourself up for the mess you've created. And now you've got a mental barrier to, barrier to go along with the physical barrier. It's a quote from Tim Grover. I love it. I'm reading a book right now of his called Winning. And it's like mind-blowing. I love it so much. So anyways, the work that I'm really talking about today is tracking. It's not sexy, but it's incredibly helpful to kind of whatever area of life you find yourself in. And there's a lot of different apps out there to track your finances. You know, there's a uh, there's mint.com where you can, you know, hook up your credit and debit cards and it will track your spending in categories or whatever for you. It's very visual. It gives you a lot of pie charts and that kind of thing. Then there's Dave Ramsey's Every Dollar app that really tracks your bank account and spending also. I've used that before. I didn't find it super user-friendly. However, this has probably been four years. And so it very well, it very well could be different um, at this point. There's also YNAB. Uh, That just stands for you need a budget. It's a different app. And I have not personally used this, but I have heard it's one of the better ones because it really focuses more on the future than just kind of getting a summary of your spending at the end of the month, which is not super helpful. (laughs) Mint.com is great for you to see what you did, not necessarily make a plan for what you want to do. But either way, doesn't matter. I actually do not recommend any of these apps or uh, whatever. I mean, there's apps, there's programs, you know, whatever. I don't recommend any of those for the people who really need a reality check with their finances. And why is that? Because all of those apps, you guys, with the possible, possible exception of YNAB, (laughs) are way too passive. Like we get into the financial situation that we are in because we are detached from our spending and from our money. You know, it's pretty emotionally uneventful when we go somewhere and swipe a card. 
It is even more uneventful emotionally when things are on auto payment. Hello, like gym memberships or whatever. You know, we just swipe like zombies and then we try to figure it out later. And the instant gratification of our spending is really enough to kind of justify dealing with the little higher credit card bill, you know, each month as it goes. Where, let's be honest, you guys, most people do not run through their statements with a fine tooth comb. Most people will just look at the balance of their credit card or whatever, or the minimum payment even. Like whatever, if you go to like your dashboard on your credit card where it just has like your minimum payment due, your due date, and then the balance, um, a lot of people will just look at the minimum payment. And if something seems way off, right? Like, oh, we I owed $1,000 last month and I owe $2,500 this month. That's weird. Let me open up my statement, right? Usually they'll scroll, people will just scroll down a little bit to make sure like, oh yes, I did spend that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I forgot I did make that bigger purchase or whatever, you know, at Target or Amazon. So then it makes sense as to why their balance is much higher this month. And then they kind of shut it off. They pay the minimum payment or possibly a little more than the minimum payment and they log off and continue on with their life. Right. And you know, if this is not you or hasn't been you ever, I can 100% tell you that this was me and my husband (laughs) not super long ago. Gosh, um, like six or seven years ago now, just totally blissfully unaware of our spending habits and completely unconcerned with the downhill financial free fall that we were in. Because, you know, we felt like we were doing what everyone else was doing and that we were totally fine or that we weren't quote unquote spending that much, right? Remember what I said, like we give ourselves more credit than we deserve sometimes. Until one month, you guys, my husband and I decided to track our uh, fast food spending. And when I say fast food, I mean literal fast food, like an Arby's or a McDonald's, but really more for us, it was like sit down restaurants. So any kind of food out. And honestly, I felt like we were (laughs) self-aware. Like we knew that going out to eat was our thing. At the point in time, so I guess it was a little more than seven years ago. Gosh, I bet it was it was right after we got married. Um, so probably like nine, eight or nine years ago. We didn't have kids, so we were kind of in this constant state of date nights, which was all fine and good for that season. But we knew we were our money just felt like un, it was unchecked, and we were like, food that is our that is our area, right? Self aware. We know we're spending a lot on food, and so we were actually getting pretty curious about how much we spent exactly on food. And honestly, we were guessing like we probably spend about $500 a month because we ate out about three times a week, you know, whatever. You guys, it was not $500. It was not even a thousand. It was not 1500. You guys, it was $1,800 in one month that we had spent on food out. Now, again, this was typically restaurants and we like would do the whole nine. We would get appetizers and drinks and food, sometimes dessert, you know, and the three to four times out for dinner was accurate. Like I said, we were super self-aware. We knew we were going out a lot, but honestly, we didn't even register the lunches we picked up or the breakfast we would grab on our way to like wherever we were going. And I remember looking at our statements and realizing the amount that we spent. And if you think about it, um, that's a very big number, but think, so 18 days, that's about what? A hundred dollars every 18 days for to do that. Um, and so if you think about, we probably spent when we went out to eat like 
60 bucks. I mean, we always tipped well, like, you know, after drink, especially drinks, you know, get a margarita and a beer. Good Lord. They're like eight or nine dollars a piece uh, multiple times. Like you can hit that fairly, fairly quickly if food is your thing. Okay, Um, And so this one, you guys, was a huge eye opener to us. I mean, when I say we were shocked, like we were shocked. And this is how our credit card kept growing also. Talk about, you know, two people who needed a lifestyle change and to learn how to cook. (laughs) Still to this day, y'all need to learn how to cook. Give me your people. Anyways, my point in sharing that story is that most of us genuinely believe we are doing better than we are. Most of us genuinely believe we are doing better than we are. Like that's not a quote you're going to share on social media. (laughs) (laughs) not super inspiring, but I say that out of love and out of my own experience. Like if someone would have told us that we spent $1,800 on food in a single freaking month, I would have probably laughed in their face and I would not have even believed it had I not seen it with my own eyes. The lesson here really is that we can fool ourselves, you guys. And I need to quit saying you guys, I'm sorry. It's a habit, (laughs) but we can fool ourselves and tracking is truly the cure to this. And not just tracking for the sake of tracking, which is why I'm not a fan of those apps when you are starting out. But I mean the nitty gritty spreadsheet or piece of notebook paper type of tracking. Like with my budget clients, the first thing they do before we even start our 90 days together is put all of their numbers out on a spreadsheet. Every single bill, every expense, every balance, every minimum payment, every loan, (laughs) hi Lucy, um, every paycheck, every single bill they have in collections, everything they have in savings and whatever else. And like when I say they lay it all out there, I I mean it. Like they lay it all out there. Like step one is admitting that you need a change. That's when they come to me. Step two is facing the reality. And sometimes that reality is worse than you think and sometimes it's better than you think, but you will not know until you have your numbers kind of staring at you in the face. You won't know which side of that coin you are on. Now, if you do this and you feel super overwhelmed, this is where I come in. So my, so if you sit down, you know, today, tomorrow, whatever, and you just start to put all of your numbers on paper or on a spreadsheet or whatever, just because you are ready to kind of lift that weight off of your shoulders and you want to know what you're working with. If you start to feel super, super overwhelmed, you guys, this is where I come in. My superpower is really taking wherever your finances are and creating a 90 day plan for you to work through kind of paycheck to paycheck. And we may have to walk, you know, hand in hand, the first couple of paychecks as you sort through mindset stuff and lifestyle changes. But by the end of our time together, you are out of the weeds and you have a plan laid out for you that you can just run with. You can run, you know, full steam ahead. There is no confusion. You have a lot more confidence. And my favorite, favorite thing is when clients wrap up their time with me and they have truly just been set free, set free to just run this financial race to becoming debt free and to build wealth. You know, most are not out of debt when they leave me, though they are significantly in a better spot, but they are like full steam ahead (laughs) and they are just set free to be the turning point in their family for financial health and what that genuinely looks like. They are more confident and, you know, talk about money differently, which translates to what their children hear and experience growing up about money. This is why I do what I do. This is why I have my people track on a spreadsheet because I want 
you and I want them to be all up in their numbers. I want them and you to be inconvenienced by having to track your numbers. I want you to feel every single time you buy a, I don't know, Mountain Dew at a gas station that you didn't really need, but you just kind of saw it on the way out and you were craving it and you had to go in the gas station at this point because the pump wasn't working and whatever else. Because I want you to learn how to prioritize your wants and your needs and your goals. And it is a lot at the beginning. But it is a great way to get your finances in check. And when I have clients that struggle with impulse spending or saying no to themselves, the challenge I give them is to track. I do not ask them, okay, you know, you're struggling with spending. Well, let's limit your spending. I don't do that. What I do is I say, okay, listen, I don't want you to say no to yourself. I don't want you to limit your spending. The only thing I want you to do in the next 48 hours, I want you to rip a piece of notebook paper out of a 99 cent notebook. And every time you spend a penny, I want you to write it down. Okay. Mountain Dew, $1.69 shirt from Target, you know, $14, whatever it is, gas, like it doesn't matter. A plant from Meyer, like whatever it is, I don't want you to say no to yourself in these next 48 hours. I want you to live your life, (laughs) live your life like you normally do. The only thing I ask of you is to write it down. Put a piece of paper in your purse or in your back pocket. Write it down every single time you spend any money. Because that alone immediately will drive behavior change because you don't want to get the stupid paper out (laughs) and write down that you grabbed a Snickers as you walked out of, you know, Target or whatever when you went in there to get a prescription. You know, tracking by hand is a way to force your habits to be seen and for you to bring all of your financial behavior to your conscious mind. There is no more spending under the radar and no more spending that goes unregistered. You know, I've said many times that I am more concerned about your $5 coffee that you are spending money on than I am about you buying a new car. I am more concerned about the random dollar spot buy that you do at Target than I am about you buying a $200,000 house. Why? Because at least with the car and the house, it is a big enough purchase that you're thinking about it, right? You don't go in blind to a $20,000 car. You don't go in blind to a $200,000 house. You've thought about your budget-ish. You know, you've thought about at least the payments, even if that's the wrong way to think about it. You've thought about, can I afford the payment? Uh, You know, you've at least brought it to front of mind. You've had a conversation with your spouse or partner. You've had a conversation maybe with your parents or your friends or, you know, hey, well, this is the house we're looking at. Do you want to come look at it with me? Right? We bring in other opinions when it's a big purchase. So I am less concerned about those purchases, even though they can kind of get you into debt quickly. I am more concerned about nickel and diming yourself. The dollar spot, the Amazon purchases, the coffees, the, you know, random gas station grabs, the whatever it might be, the swing through McDonald's really quick because we're on our way to somewhere. Those are the things that get us in trouble. And those are the things really that bring a lot of guilt and shame. Because when I'll tell you, like we, I, when, and I've talked about this multiple times, I talk about this a lot in my uh, deep money work course and trusted with her finances. But, you know, I, we woke up when we were in debt one day and I'm like, we have a credit card that is $8,000. And I wish there was something of like substance on it. I wish there was something that was significant 
on our credit card to have made it to a to a eight thousand dollar balance, but it wasn't, right? Like when I looked through the statement, it was Amazon, Target, Kroger, uh, gas, you know, restaurants. I don't even know what, whatever else. Like it was literally just all of these different things that were just tiny twenty, thirty, five dollar. You know, some were like two hundred dollars, maybe groceries or something, and those were fine, but. It was a ton of like $30 to $50 charges that eventually added up to $8,000. And that's embarrassing. Like when I work with my clients, or I should say before I work with my clients, a lot of them will say, I am too embarrassed to actually move forward with this because like they don't have, they're in the same situation I was. They're in a situation where they've got themselves stuck or in a lot of debt by making I'm just going to say dumb (laughs) financial decisions, right? And I've been there, which is why it's helpful, I think, for for me to be the one coaching or for people to relate to me because it's not like, well, if I was born with a silver spoon in my mouth and I have always had money, let me teach you how to have money. No, like we were really dumb with money, you know? And so we did the dumb. I mean, I drove a car, a brand new Kia Optima, you guys, Uh, bright red, beautiful car with like six miles on it off the lot. I mean, I feel like even if you're not great with money, you know that's a bad deal. (laughs) But here I was just, you know, doing my thing when I was, what, 23 or 24. Anyways, so tracking. You guys, that is like the one thing that you can do if you want to start changing your behavior. And this can be financial. Clearly, that's what we're talking about. This can be with your health. This can be in your marriage. This can be... Um, with personal development goals. This can be literally anything, but tracking will bring you face-to-face with reality, right? It's that difference between who we are and who we want to be. And we can fool ourselves, and we do 100% fool ourselves. We have more compassion for ourselves. We realize, oh, we didn't do that walk today because you know, oh, you know, one of our kids wasn't feeling great or, oh, we didn't read that book today because we were just feeling too tired or we didn't, you know, we had donuts for breakfast instead of something that um, supported our body because of X, Y, and Z. Listen, donuts were totally my pregnancy cravings. So (laughs) I'm not shaming donuts. I'm just saying that every time we make one decision, right, we can, uh, one decision that doesn't necessarily support our goals, we can justify it. Because we know ourselves. We know how we were feeling. But the truth is, is that we got to get past that. We got to get past that emotional eating, spending, uh, you know, whatever, whatever behavior is really a deterrent for us to our goals. And so tracking can really, really be the thing that brings you up to reality and that can keep you on track. All right, guys, I am going to log off of here. If you have any questions about tracking or how to, or you need some resources, reach out to me on social media. I'm at Instagram at Legacy Through Motherhood, Facebook at Legacy Through Motherhood. So you can always reach out to me there and ask any questions. I am more active on Instagram, but still on Facebook. And also, you guys, if you are tuning into Legacy Through Motherhood podcast often, I would love it, love it, love it if you could scroll down, especially if you are on Apple Podcasts, and rate and review this podcast. It just helps this message get to more and more women. And I would be so, so grateful. All right, you guys, I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week. And I look forward to walking with you to help you find your grit while completely covering you in grace.